two and a half games. Now, why is that number important? We're about to tell you. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Two and a half games. Oh, yeah. That is the number of games that the Cardinals have up on the Cubs right now. Milwaukee, four and a half games behind our first place, St. Louis Cardinals. We're not even going to worry about the Reds in Pittsburgh. Uh, This is Locked on Cardinals. I am your host, your producer, your guide, your friendly fan that is living on your phone, your smart device, Apple, Google Podcasts, whatever. That is going to talk to you for just a little bit about the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, pretty good weekend sweeping the Cubs. Or excuse me, I wish. Sweeping the Rockies. So, uh, tell you what, let's just jump right into it with the three big things. Number one. Uh, so, yeah. Rockies come to town. Things got a little hairy a couple of times, especially in uh, yesterday's game with Michael Wanka. But... The Cardinals offense powering it back for a sweep of the club from the Mile High City. Which also means the Cardinals still in first place after a weekend for once. Number two. And it also means the Cardinals have now won four in a row. Eight of their last ten. With a run differential of plus 53. Doing pretty good, guys. Doing pretty good. Number three. And the Cubs, 69-61 on the season. Two and a half games back. They are 5-5 five and five in their last 10, losing three straight against the Washington Nationals. Oh, 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 it is good to be a Cardinals fan and uh, see that. So things, uh, things just getting even more uh, interesting. As we head towards the uh, the last part of the season. Now, let's not kid ourselves. Milwaukee is still in this. They might be four and a half games out, but they got a three-game series against the uh, Cardinals coming up. And uh, we're going to talk about that uh, here in a little bit. Wayno taking on uh, Gio Gonzalez. And, uh, yeah, don't let anybody uh, fool you. This game is going to matter tons. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt, Dexter Fowler, Yachty. Colton Wong, Matt Wieters, they all own Geo. But I tell you what, that's not that's not it. Wayno gets hit pretty good by the Brewers too, so I expect this to be a slugfest uh, later on today. It's going to be up at Miller Park. Cardinals are going to be the uh, road team. Game got underway just a few minutes after six later on tonight. You can listen to it on your uh, Cardinals radio affiliate. I believe it'll be on Fox Sports. Midwest as well, and ESPN, which uh, if you're most people, that's probably how you're going to watch it. But tell you what, we'll uh, worry about the outcome of that game tomorrow. Right now, let's take a look back. All right, so we we covered game one in the series on Friday's episode, but Friday's game, Cardinals win 8-3. to three. In fact, the Cardinals uh, scored often, scored early, and they didn't look back. Uh, Goldie going two for five in that game. Ozuna two for three. And then in the next game, Saturday, Cardinals six, Rockies zero. 
And again, um, Goldie, Ozuna, Wong, all powering that offense. And uh, I mean, this whole game, this whole series against the Rockies was just something else. Uh, Yesterday's game, Cardinals 11, Rockies 4. The Rockies jumping out to a 2-0 lead. uh, You know, with Michael Watka giving up those runs kind of early, getting hit around. But, but, bottom of the second, the Cardinals just turn it on. Man, do they ever turn it on. Uh, Scoring six in the second, and then uh, just from there on out, they they just added on, added on, added on. Everyone jumping in. Players of the game, though, I have to say, probably Edmund Goldie uh, Carpenter. Matt Carpenter did great in this game. Uh, his OPS, his batting average, still not exactly what you wanted to see, but he did hit that solar dinger to help add to the uh, the insurance runs there. Still batting 218 on the season, at OPS 703, but he has moved ahead of Bader for some of the worst stats of a uh, non-pitcher. Bader going one for four in the game. His average now at 198. His OPS, 677. But he doesn't have the worst OPS on the team, though. That honor does go to a one Yadier Molina. His batting average is higher, but that OPS, he's still not getting much in the way of power at all. Tell you what, though. This team, and I, I feel good about talking about this right now, because this team is one of the first times that you could sit here and you can say to yourself, you know what, this team can do it. This, okay, if you're going to have Michael Wyka on your staff and you aren't going to go out and trade for somebody else, this is the lineup that you're going to need to have to back you up. I mean, that's just how it's going to have to be, okay? You're going to have to have Goldie hitting. You're going to have Ozuna hitting. DeYoung, everybody's going to have to chip in. Okay, if you can get more than one hit, that's great. But everybody in the lineup is going to have to chip in on this. This is the Cardinals at close to their full potential. Very, very close. Uh, Goldie closing in on 30 home runs as well. I was hoping to see it tonight. Goldie's OPS, by the way, now sitting at 810. He might be batting 262. And while batting average is important, I'm more concerned with, uh, with the on-base plus slugging. And anything north of 800, great. Close to 800, we'll take it. Fowler at 775, Edmonds 749. Uh, Ozuna, by the way, at 871. Uh, DeYoung up at 783 now, and we've already talked about everybody else. So this was a good uh, this was a good kind of game where you want to see these guys come together. You want to see them doing what they need to do in order to get everything done, right? And, uh, I mean, whether it's Carpenter, whether it's Wonka, this was the kind of team that you definitely, definitely wanted to see. Man, it feels good. Two and a half games up over the Cubs, still in first place. We're going to see if they can keep this on. In our next segment, we are going to talk about whether or not the Cardinals should attempt to extend Marcelo Zuna. It's all coming up right here on Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Guys, when you're on deck and getting ready to step up to the plate, you have to be sure you're ready to swing for the fences. But if you're looking for that fastball when you get a curve instead, that's where Blue Chew comes in. 
Blue Chew is the first chewable of its kind with the same FDA-approved active ingredient as Viagra and Cialis. So, you know they work, right? You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever an opportunity to swing for the fences arises. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code MLB. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code MLB to try it free. Again, that promo code MLB. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Welcome back to Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We just got done talking about the Cardinals and their series sweep over the Rockies, putting them in first place by two and a half games over the Chicago Cubs. The Brewers coming to town tonight, game time 6.05, going to be on ESPN or your uh, local Cardinals radio affiliate or Fox Sports Midwest uh, if you have access to that channel. I use MLB.TV, so it's going to make me watch it on ESPN Thanks a lot, Blackout Rules. All right, this segment and the remainder of the show, we're going to be talking about Marcel Ozuna, the wayward Cardinals left fielder, the one they traded for a couple of seasons ago and did not really pan out the way the Cardinals had hoped uh, in the first season with the team. Second season with the team has gone quite a bit better. Actually, it's gone better to the point that the Cardinals may actually want to think about extending him. Before everyone says, ah, Moose, you're crazy. That's a Scott Boris guy. He's not going to sign. Au contraire, everyone. He says, or has said, that he would love to stay in St. Louis. And despite what Scott Boris might say that he's going to do or not do or whatever, the Major League Baseball offseason is become something of it's a different beast. You know, a lot of people, if this had been five years ago and we traded for Goldie, Goldie's going to test the open market, most likely, because he's likely going to get a giant 10-year deal, right? Ozuna, if this was uh, his free agent year five, six years ago, possibly looking at, a, especially at his age, you know, on a seven- to eight-year deal. But being the offseason what it is, Ozuna may be looking, okay, this is a team I know. I like playing here. I like what's going on. They're currently winning. Could be a chance for him to do it. Now, when you're, Ozuna's had his fair share of gaps in the field. I think everybody remembers him trying to be Spider-Man and then falling flat on his face. We all remember that. But things have uh, improved for him quite a bit. And, you know, the bat has come around. And he is, he is doing a good job being the cleanup hitter behind Paul Goldschmidt, giving Goldie that protection that he needs. So I would say that it's worth going down that road with Ozuna to see what it would take to sign him to the team, to see what it would take to bring him into the fold uh, for the Cardinals' plan. Now, there's a couple of things. He's 28 years old. 
which by no means is old at all. But there's a couple things by adding Ozuna that might free the Cardinals up to do. Number one, depending on how much it costs, it might inspire, okay, the Cardinals are now in a spinning mode. And we all know they need a starting pitcher. Michael Wadka is likely not coming back. And we won't get into this right now, but if they extend him a qualifying offer, whoever's idea that was should be immediately fired. However, we do have to uh, we do have to consider the fact that Garrett Cole is out there. Now I know he might be heading out west to California, something like that. You know, I've I've heard the Angels' names bandied about by that. All conjecture, all hearsay, obviously. I think the Cardinals should make a good run at him. And a good way to do that is to show them the offense that they're putting together. You're going to have Paul Goldschmidt. You're going to have Marcelo Zuna. I believe Matt Carpenter's probably going to get right, and you're going to have him. Paul Young is becoming an offensive force, and there's some couple of guys down in the minor leagues that would likely help out the outfield too. So... By signing Ozuna, you might be thinking creates a long jam. However, it also frees up some minor leaguers, some outfield prospects to be used in trade chips in case you can't go get Garrett Cole or in case you want to get somebody else. It solidifies a fluid situation in the outfield where your outfield suddenly becomes Marcelo Zuna and Dexter Fowler on the corners. And I guess Harrison Bader... Out in center field, your fourth outfielder ends up being, you know, Elaine Thomas, uh, ends up being a Randy A, something like that. So let's talk a little bit about what that could also mean for the Cardinals. It probably means that Tyler O'Neill's time with the team has come to an end. Um, Fowler will only have a couple more years left at this point. A little bit more seasoning for uh, Carlson who's coming up. I know he's crushing it in AAA. And that might be an argument against against re-signing Ozuna, which we'll talk about at another point as well. I'm just saying, you know what you got with this guy. And it's not that Carlson isn't a good... I'm not, I'm no, by no means am I saying, you know, Carlson hasn't shown, you know, whatever he's done is, is why you should re-sign Ozuna. That's not what I'm saying at all. Right now, I'm just saying, what would it take to re-sign Ozuna? And why you ought to do it. Right now, one thing Ozuna has shown, and he did this last, he's been doing it this year, and he did it in 2016, and he did it in 2017. He's hitting more line drives than ground balls. In fact, his, his ground ball rate, or excuse me, more line drives than fly balls, and even his ground ball rate has gone down this season. Less than 40%. It's never been lower than 44%. It's 39.6 is ground ball rate. Fly ball rate, 21.5%, or excuse me, 25.4%. Line drive rate, 27.1%. Pop-ups are uh, negligible at best at 7.9. Now, you heard me talk about this with Goldie. Line drives are really what you want to hit. Yeah, we all like seeing the big home run, and we all like seeing the guy that clears the bases with that. But a well-placed line drive puts you in line to get a double, or as in Marcelo Zuna's case yesterday, his first triple of the season. And it still lets you clear the bases if there's somebody on there. So the one thing about Ozuna 
is he's still hitting them straight away dead center for the most part. If he's not doing that, he's pulling them to left field. And occasionally, a little bit less in quarter of the time, he's going to hit it to the opposite field. So get a little spread there. Uh, he's hitting the ball very well. Hitting it very well. And I don't just mean hitting it. I mean, he's doing his best to put it in the best position that he can. He's getting the barrel on the bat. He's getting the line drives. Resigning Ozuna wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. You just have to see what kind of log jam it creates. If you re-sign Ozuna, you only got a couple of more years left with Fowler. And I mean, Fowler's not been doing bad by any means. I'm not saying bench Fowler. But it gets to a point to where you can trade Harrison Bader, you can trade Tyler O'Neill. Dexter Fowler can be your center field right fielder for next season. You can call up Carlson to be your uh, center fielder. Have Randy A as a fourth outfielder. And Fowler's last year, if he's not doing so hot, you can swap those guys out. There's still ways to make this to make this work, right? I have no doubt that there's some way to make that work because I think if you could find a way to get Ozuna's bat or keep Ozuna's bat in the lineup and you get a guy like Carlson up there, get a guy like Randy A. Right now, Fowler's not doing so bad. You're going to have a lineup over the next couple of years that is going to be absolutely terrifying because we're just talking about those guys right there. We're not even talking about guys like Paul Goldschmidt, right? We're not even talking about guys like a possible Nolan Gorman coming up, a resurgent Matt Carpenter. Matt Carpenter. Uh, we're also talking about a Paul DeYoung. We're also talking about maybe a healthy Yachty. This lineup can hit. And now that they're starting to figure it out, the rest of the National League Central better look out. By the way, Javi Baez, you still, you still not uh, talking about other teams? Darn Cubs. Yeah. By the way, before we go, similar batter to Marcelo Zuna based on StatCast result, results in the batted ball profile, Freddie Freeman. Tells you a lot right there. All right, so Cardinals and uh, Brewers coming up a little bit later on uh, today. Again, game time, 6.05. I believe uh, they're going to be showing it on ESPN. And uh, it's also going to be on your local Cardinals radio affiliate. I'm getting out of here, but I hope you have a fantastic Monday. Go Cards, and we'll see you tomorrow morning. Drink a brewski for the mooski. I'm out.